Greetings. Welcome to the Legacy Drawing Board Podcast. The experience, process, and journey that wants you to build a stronger, more meaningful legacy by incorporating the principles of good design. I'm your host, Ron Fong. This is my 16th episode of the podcast. And like you, I'm embarking on an experience, a process, and a journey with this uh, endeavor. People have asked me, uh, so who, what are you trying to do and you know, what's your target audience? And originally in my uh, introductory episode, I talked about the target audience of being 25 to 40 year olds who are working professionals. And I've gotten feedback that perhaps that's a little too vague or that's a little too broad. And to really try to re- refine my messaging so that I can connect with you, uh, the people who are listening. And I was thinking about that and in terms of do I limit or you know have a stricter age range? But I think given the circumstances of today, having an age range or limitation is too confining and at times artificial. As I mentioned in my last podcast episode, we may need to prepare for a 60-year work career. And there are many changes with that because sectors come and go, the economy changes, or we may be facing another pandemic. So many things that are unknown and maybe unforeseen. And the experiences that individual goes through now at 25 or 35 at 45, they may all come together because we may be facing the same challenges. And I was thinking about messaging and can I make this a little bit better because I do want to be understandable and I do want to be useful uh, when you take the time to listen. And I was thinking is that this podcast wants to connect with people who are embarking on the first steps in a new direction. Perhaps that's also a bit vague, but we think about our lives and the challenges that we have, whether it comes about in terms of our personal life and relationships. You might be getting married. You might have a child on the way. You might be uh, seeing a child off to college. Our jobs, and so much is changing in terms of the workplace where sectors come and go quickly. And even education, it was mentioned in terms of the 60-year work career, to be ready to go back to a form of education because there'll be challenges and there'll be demands uh, for skill sets to be updated. In terms of that, I I think again, even though it may be a bit broad, I think that does connect us. We are in the process of looking for something new, our next milestone or landmarks in our lives. And I feel if we're growing, if we're moving forward with life, we are taking a step in a new direction. Uh, I'll keep working on this and keep seeking your feedback because again, I do want to make this meaningful for you. And this is part of my legacy. And if I don't make it uh, innovative, if I don't come across as authentic, uh, if it doesn't have those values, then I am violating the principles of good design. For this particular episode, I'm going to go continue on the theme of mentoring and on the other side, for those of you who are seeking mentors, 
I'm going to use the analogy of the treehouse and how that could be very valuable as a starting point for that mentor-mentee dynamic. I think back in terms of my childhood, and again, I'm a boomer, I'm 60. My neighbor, Richard, had, I think, the only treehouse in a neighborhood. And this is not one of those prefabricated ones. This is an actual treehouse. He went to his backyard, uh, identified the strongest tree in there, uh, the sturdiest. He nailed uh, pieces of wood to make rungs to get up to the treehouse. And somehow he got a piece of sheet metal that served as the floor for the treehouse. And that was it. There were no wall, walls, there were no doors, there was no roof. And that was it. Yet, that was something that Richard built himself with some guidance from his father. That was his first big project. And we all gravitated. We loved that treehouse, especially the summer days. And what was the value of the treehouse in terms of uh, its, it, its understated value, its unappreciated value, as I look back on it, what is its value in terms of the mentor-mentee relationship? Well, let's think about the treehouse. It's usually situated in your backyard, and it's a safe distance from your house. You're not going on the opposite side of the world where you're not going to know anyone or you have to start from scratch. You're going to start from a safe distance in which you can it's visible your home base. So there's a degree of comfort and security in taking that first step. The other thing is that you're starting with a tree. You don't have to start from scratch. You don't have to do everything yourself. There is something there already and you're going to build upon. Finally is what happens when you finally get into your treehouse. You're still in your neighborhood. You're still in very familiar surroundings. But it's amazing how that perspective changes when you get up eight or 10 feet in the air. All of a sudden, everything that was familiar is still there, but you're looking at it from an entirely different vantage point. Worlds open up because your vision has expanded. Now, how, does those, how do those principles apply to the mentor-mentee relationship? Think of a mentee as that child who wants to build something or someone who's younger or maybe less experienced who's identified something and has a vision. But to get a vision to reality, that's going to take some, take some steps. And that's where the mentor could help come along. Because as has been said before, is vision without execution is a hallucination. You want to make that a reality for this individual, but they, they're enthusiastic about it. They, they want to start expanding their horizons. So the treehouse, you become the focal point. You become that epicenter of safety and security because you always, as a mentor, you maintain regular contact and that way, the individual could always see you just as from the treehouse. Even though you're working on a treehouse, you could always see your home there. You provide, uh, again, that, that point of stability so they can do things knowing that you will be there to help them. Number two is the resources. Many times people think if they're going to start for something, 
They don't have the experience. They don't have the know-how. There's just no way they can do it. And it seems like a pipe dream. But when you build a treehouse, you have the tree already. You're going to add on to it. And I think for a mentor, many times one of the vital things that you'll provide is realization that the person or you can provide a perspective that person just doesn't have. They may be selling themselves short on their skill set. They may be having doubts. They may not have the confidence. And what you provide is that you can recognize their substrates. You could recognize their skill set and inform them that they're not going to be starting from scratch. They're not going to be starting from ground zero, that they have much to offer. And now they're going to take those skills and build upon them or use them to make something else. Give them a sense of confidence. Or, and you do that by seeing themselves in ways perhaps they cannot see themselves. And maybe through that's through inexperience. The final part about the treehouse analogy, when you get up there, it is amazing what happens when you change a perspective. Even though you're still in the same neighborhood, same backyard, once you get up at 8 or 10 feet, you're going to see things in a different light. And when you see things in a different light, it's going to expand your horizon. It's going to expand your thinking. And you're going to see other opportunities for building. As a mentor, when you come across your mentee and you interact with them, are you helping them elevate? Are you helping lift? Are you helping to lift them up so that they can see things in a different light? And when you see things in a different light, that is, I, I think, a key component to innovation, which is one of the, again, one of the principles of Dieter Rams for good design is innovation. Help this person innovate by changing their perspective, by changing their line of vision, by helping them see that it's a bigger world out there and they just may not realize it. When you're the mentee and you're looking for a mentor, perhaps these are some things to think about. Is this person gonna be available? Sort of that safe distance from, my, uh, from the tree to the home. Will they be available for me? Can I go back to them when things aren't going right? Two, will they help supply me with certain resources, attributes, or will they, again, be able to see things in me that I can't see for myself? And I think it's always good to ask people for an assessment so that way you're not trapped in an echo chamber, you're not trapped in a vacuum. And sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be bad, but I think it's always helpful. And for the, is your mentee looking for a mentor? Is this person going to help elevate and, and, and clarify my vision. Something to think about as you're, you know, going to seek uh, mentors. Going back to the mentors, you don't have to wait for someone to come up to you to offer, to make mentoring part of your legacy. I think we have many opportunities of contact with people in our, in our walks of life, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, in uh, communities and civic organizations, whatnot. Many, many times you're going to come across people and extend yourself. Ask people about themselves and what do they need. 
because when you do that, you are being useful. And if you're useful, that's going to be a very strong building block of your legacy. So much is going on now in the world, and I see it in my sons to a certain extent. Uh, there's, there's just so much going on, and the relationships with my sons have changed. So obviously, I'm not the dad who uh, drives them and so forth or checks their homework. They're adults now, but I still have to function as the mentor. And how do we navigate through that? But I, I get a sense that the younger generation, you know, from work, they're really seeking mentors. So that dynamic is in place. I think that a man is there for you, whether you're seeking a mentor or you want to be a mentor. Take part of it and find good mentors for yourself, because when you do, then you can be a better mentor. And I can't think of a more compelling reason uh, or I'm sorry, can't think of a more um useful way of your legacy in terms of mentoring. Uh, it's, it's a compelling storyline and the way you connect with people, you interact with them, you see them grow and not to grow in the way that you want them to grow. Uh, I'm sorry, specifically, but you get to see them flourish on their own terms. And that's a, that's a wonderful, wonderful legacy to be part of. I want to thank you for your time and please uh, help, help me with this, with my process, my journey, uh, this podcast. Please send me your feedback to my email address. It's rfong at truenorthshepherding.com because I want this, this has now become part of my legacy and I want to do, I want to do right in terms of design. I want it to be useful. I want it to be honest. I want it to be authentic and I want to connect with you. Because if it doesn't connect, then, then you know I, I'm not sure what I'm doing. So I do need your help in terms of refining this. My next episode will discuss the true north, how to identify it. Going back to what I'm trying to do or what's my target audience, uh, trying to connect with people who are embarking their first steps in a new direction. You can't be comfortable in taking that first step if you don't have a true north. A true north is that guiding light in the darkest times that will provide you a degree of assurance. Because when you're paralyzed with doubt and fear, you can look up to your true north and know that if you do take a step, it will be in the right direction. So that's for next time. Until then, please take the time and effort to nurture, to grow your legacy, because when you do, we all benefit. <laughs>